0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to yet another fun-filled episode of Unprofessional Development, a podcast created by teachers who are sick of your shit. Now sit back, relax, grab a hold of your fucking pantsuit, Karen, and enjoy the ride. Nice touch, Karen. Hey Karen. I was gonna be like, oh,
1: but it is after nine, and your your time, so you're fine. Afternoon, that's the rule.
2: Sunday. It's noon, it's noon and them. Sunday somewhere.
1: Noon, Sunday.
2: <laughs> Sunday, Sunday,
0: Sunday. So tough, gentlemen.
1: To sexy fuckers, been man. It's been way too long.
0: I've missed you guys.
1: Yeah, I didn't miss you, but I'm here,
2: so <laughs> whatever. Uh,
0: Damn. This
3: every shot so far.
2: <gasps> Shit. We're already starting off. This is great. <laughs> Mike
0: brought the phone with him. Hey, Mike, Mike, careful with the hands around the eyes, dude. Careful with the hands yes. around the cleaned. eyes. Yeah, I've
3: been white people cooking. I learned from not touching spice.
0: Dude, you're not on Dune. What are you talking about, spice? Maybe that's why white people don't use a lot of spices, because like, we you just see can't this on commercials, keep out of our right? eyes.
3: We try to transfer one thing to a pot because we don't have this special strainer, and what happens to that white person throwing that shit everywhere? pre Person struggling as the as tasks. That's <laughs> why I think you've uncovered it.
1: Go to commercial. We've lost his eyes. <laughs> oh, no.
3: The Sam. sad part was, is I did that. I just, I was like, oh, mother. And I started to remember because I was in the Air Force. One of the things we had to teach was OC pepper spray. So we would spray the trainee And then they'd have to go up and battle. Usually uh, the red man suit, or they'd have to go beat on one of the freaking practice bags, go apprehend somebody, all this stuff. One of the positions that I would take would be they'd have to come and strike the bag a couple times. And of course, they put their heads on it, and they're just sweating and snotting and everything. First time I did it, holding the bag with it, bracing up on the top. Of course, what gets on it? Oh, shit. residual OC spray. Didn't think anything of it in the first couple. The first time, got the bag. I was like, "All right, cool. We get done." I go to the bathroom. Oh no! It's not a place you want to get OC pepper spray. I'm standing there trying to do end of day because we're getting ready to release them all, and I'm just sitting there just doing the hot crotch step, and I'm like, what "The fuck is... Oh god, damn it!" Yeah, it was not a fun day had by anybody, especially this office. That is what we used to do to them to mess with them. If they were a good class, we would tell them to shower bent over so it just washes off their face and their hair and goes down. Yes. If they were a crap class, we'd just tell them to shower and of course they would shower and it would just run down their whole body. We oh, also gosh. had female airmen.
0: Oh. <laughs> <I don't> <laughs>
3: <notice>. <laughs> Who laughed first. The other vet. The other vet The left other vet first. is over here dying. Yeah, yeah. The two civilians are like, oh, my God, that's horrible. The vets are going, that's funny as shit.
0: It is. I'm just thinking to myself, ow, someone's day was ruined by a case of OCVD. The, female, the
1: females in the unit used to be, like, it used to make things so interesting. Like, you'd be running off a tarmac or something like that. You got all your bags. Inevitably... The tiny five foot nothing woman would fall, drop her bags, and a bunch of guys would go for it. I'm like, no, 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 equal opportunity.
3: We used to get that from the parking lot because we'd have all our duty bags and we'd have to come bring up our, all of our gear for each shift. Yeah. And of course, big, full bag full of freaking armor, you've got all of your crap. And then there would always be that one female just struggling, and some freaking white knight would jump up, and I'd fucking. Stop! She needs to know how to handle herself if, because no one's going to respect her. Cup her shit.
1: Yep. Exactly. Agreed.
3: to tell them they'd have to work twice as hard for half the respect, but they have to get there.
1: It's true. Yeah. Yeah, I get that shit in school all the time. Like, you only have it that way because you're a male. I'm like, what the
0: fuck? Stop. Wait, what? Yeah, Ooh, students respect get into me.
1: It. <laughs> students respect me because I'm, I'm a male teacher. Can't just be because I'm a teacher. What happened to equal rights? What happened? It can't to equal just be that he's like a, kind of a badass dude. Dude, seriously. Yeah, but I don't want to hear your shit. Grow a beard. I'm a woman. I don't want to fucking hear it. Grow a beard. I know many <laughs> women who have grown beards. Exactly. You could be in the circus. You could be in the teacher. You chose teacher. Your fault. No, oh,
0: yeah, and that's the sad thing anymore nowadays. It's. Because we are in a field that is predominantly overrun. Not overrun, but it's predominant women uh. who are teachers, especially Ooh. at the lower grade levels. Yeah. But then you have the mixing.
1: Can I be honest? When you pull up to an elementary school and you see the male teacher, Is do you have a weird reaction to it at first? Sometimes. Like, you're a really large, goofy-looking dude. Yeah. I'm not I want my child in your classroom.
3: <laughs> it was hilarious because if they would walk in, it's my first year I taught fourth grade, and they would just know teachers by email because you know just drop your kid off at the school and fucking go. Yeah. So they would come back in emails, and I'm being eloquently hurting on email, and then they come in for a teacher conference, like they're gonna sit there and boss me over. I'm standing there, six three, two thirty, going <laughs> do something. They're like. Oh, it's fun.
0: It is. It is. Yeah. I remember when I had to sub in a kindergarten class, and a couple of the parents were coming to pick up their kids, and they're like, this doesn't look right. I said, imagine me being in there with your little children running around going, it's not a tumor. Yeah, and I like, there's nothing wrong with it, but it is no. like odd because we don't see it all the time. You just don't. It, it might be more it's prevalent in certain areas. But. Oh,
3: mask, excuse me, sorry. Don't take this the wrong way for anybody who's in,
0: but... Typically
3: masculine-traded males education.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: Because you've got males, and you and I don't want to call them betas, but because they're not, it's just you know what I'm trying to say. I can't words today that great, but you have ones that enter Carifield, and they're academics. But to see what society would call that manly, ma- masculine male education, you're not. Your first thought's not teacher, right?
1: Yeah, definitely, the time and it's especially. Coach. Yeah, and especially if that person's a veteran. Wait, you've been to co- also and, fair? And honestly, like that, the whole making so with Florida talking about making veterans teachers, and then everybody came out. Veterans have no place in the classroom, and I'm like, whoa, that's. Did you just assume we're all fucking psychopaths, and what is that?
3: This think think that veteran went from an honorable trade into until you want to put them in front of kids, and then all of a sudden it turns into. Oh my god you can't do that they're just gonna right. start killing kids right no, yeah they're just gonna learn a lot more colorful language
1: <laughs> yeah right oh,
2: i'm like come on your child already knows this colorful language i'm not talking to seriously. them any i'm not teaching them any new
0: yeah seriously yeah, let's just but to, to any parents who are saying anyone out there besides you have taught your kids colorful language stop it stop it the three beers or three glasses of wine with Thanksgiving dinner, and you start swearing up at little Bartholomew and Jasmine, going, "It was a fucking better time before I had you, little shitheads." They learn it from you. It only you took. You have to remember. It only took three.
3: The word three. "fucker" is gender neutral, and isn't that the goal nowadays?
0: <laughs> the word "fucker," because fuck, when you think about it, if you want to look at the entomology of the word "fuck," it comes Absolutely. from the German word fricken, which means to strike. Let's look I at the. En- awesome. Yes,
1: exactly deep so you want to hit kids all right yeah but it's, oh, I, it's one of those like we make these gross statements that really just piss me off somebody comes out and we react to the headlines or we react to somebody who said something that there's already a ton of veterans in education there's oh a whole God. troops to teachers program yeah. yeah and we bring a whole different skill set i'm not saying we're better educators i'm just saying we bring a certain set of skills And then all of a sudden, oh, we can't have veterans in the classroom because some false correlation, like number one, we don't all have PTSD. We haven't all been to combat. We weren't all in combat oriented MOSs. You you can't throw general statements out like that. And it was just, it really bothered me. And a lot of really arrogant teachers were coming out on social media and saying stuff like, man, clearly you've never met a veteran, a real veteran or had an actual conversation.
2: Sure. Uh, they get on
3: there and they see vet talk and somehow they sneak into vet talk and it scares the crap out of them thinking that all veterans. They don't realize that half the stuff veterans do isn't who they are. They're just making that fun joke, keep, keep getting that dark humor.
0: Yep. We're
3: the same people that are standing next to you in the supermarket. You aren't going to know anything about them. They're perfectly normal people. It's just when we get around each other, we still have that stupid mentality. Just if you want to see this, the, the mindset, go to an elementary playground. That third grader, that third grade humor just carried over into adults.
2: Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Oh boy. It's so continuing on this train of thought, too. It breaks it down even further, too. Cause when you think of male teachers, like immediately people assume they're very, especially if you're a middle and high school teacher, there are maybe two or three subjects where you're automatically people assume that's what you teach. And then when you're a person of color, we'll add that little caveat in a little bit of later. So like for my example, I have had parents this year, like when I had back to school night, you would think parents would do research, but no, they don't. So they walk into my classroom. They're like, Oh, you're the mathematics teacher. Huh? I wasn't expecting that. I'm like, what were you expecting? I thought you would be teaching history, PE or Spanish. I'm like, The PE and the history, I get it. I do. Because at least from my experience in K through 12, my social studies slash history teacher and PE teachers have been mostly male. That's not a given. I'm like, come on. I'm like, listen, I know I'm bilingual, but please don't assume I speak Spanish because that then perpetuates things that we don't want to get into right now. Right. And this is barely like three weeks into the school year. So I'm like.
1: There really are a lot of assumptions that go into it, man. I can say my experience in high school, my history teachers and social studies teachers were men for yes. the most part. Don't actually remember any that were women. But that doesn't. But in my school where I work, there's only one in the social studies department. The rest are women. And then you have the secondary stereotype of, oh, you're a coach. You must teach history. No, that's no, Absolutely. that's not how I it actually hate that works. Stereotype. Yes.
3: Because God forbid you're a history teacher because you like history or you enjoy teaching. It's, oh, you're a coach that teaches. No, I'm a history teacher. I'm not a history teacher that coaches. I'm not a coach that does history. I'm a history teacher.
0: Right. What really got me is when I first, because I did not know that was a stereotype until TikTok. And then I started seeing that as a TikTok. I'm like, time out. Wait, what? All my coaches growing up were PE teachers. So that's where my stereotype came from. Oh, so you're a PE teacher. You're probably going to coach because you didn't see a lot of other teachers coaching unless they were, had been doing it forever or were PE teachers. And so I was like, that's just a history teacher. Answer to say." I'm like, I will come through this fucking phone. I swear to God. <laughs> and
1: I can actually see where it makes sense where a PE teacher is a coach. I'm not saying that those have to go together. If you're already in that kind of like you have a degree in kinesiology or something like that, or you have a background in sports or sports medicine or something like that. To me, that kind of, that does make sense, but anybody is capable of teaching a subject. If they're an expert in that subject, anybody's capable of coaching if they understand the game, but you can't just automatically say history teacher, got to be a coach. PE teacher, got to be a coach. That's not how this stuff works, man.
3: That or break that narrative to them. They're like, Oh, what do you coach? Don't. Yeah. You're like what? Do you want to coach? No. I like teaching history. That's my pure thing is teaching there's like students like hey can i call you coach i would prefer you not like what do you mean no because i'm not a coach save that for the coach right center respect and i said yeah i know you're it's being respectful you're not trying to detract from anything i'm not a coach And my enjoyment of most sports outsides occasionally playing it is watching it
1: yep right yeah, did sports
3: in high school doesn't mean I, I want to continue it on it's, it's goofy to really we have to connect those two that we have to that males have to fill those stereotypes that are either the coach, the authoritarian and, oh, we're going to send you all the problem kids oh, stop yeah, yeah and it's good with them because you don't have a problem I said yeah because I. it's how I treat them, it's, it's nothing to do as I'm standing around there being this Father figure that these kids don't have, but because how I talk to them, how I treat them, has nothing to do with me being overbearing and authoritarian with them.
1: Yeah, and it's—I think the stereotypes in education run so deep. So I work with an English teacher who is of Puerto Rican descent, who was born in New York. Her parents were born in New York. Her grandparents were born in New York. She has an accent that is like heavily influenced from that New York City like the way people talk up there and also the fact that she is bilingual. But everybody makes the assumption that she's the Spanish teacher. No, she's an English teacher when and she did in fact live in Puerto Rico and she taught English when she lived in Puerto Rico, but she's actually been living in Florida teaching middle school English. And now here she is in Texas where she's where most of her time has been spent. But the stereotypes run so deep and we could check that trail. Cause it runs even deeper. Every time she crosses the border, they ask for her green card and those sorts of things. I'm like she's, I am a naturally born citizen of third generation America. But if you see, but it's true though, if you, a lot of people see, they see the person who is Latino, Latina, they think automatically, Oh, you're the Spanish teacher. What the hell, man? I
3: mean, in certain areas, <laughs> it's not, it kind of goes against, but it, Making it general, if I'm looking for the Spanish teacher, and I don't know who the Spanish teacher is, out of the four of us here, I'm going to make the assumption that you know, Mikey would be it. It's it's not insulting to go, okay, I'm going to make the observation, but it should not be the pure thing. You walk up and say, hey, are you a Spanish teacher? Do you know who it is? We, I mean, it's we make an observation, but it's... That same idea that we do is that male teacher's the coach. Because we have this preconceived notion that everybody should fit into these pretty little organized slots. you got the little bubbly teacher. Female. Young. Oh, you're the kindergarten teacher. The crazy, (laughs) dressed, outlandish. Oh, you're the art teacher.
1: Yeah. Although some of those stereotypes are true. And, but I don't mean, like, the negative aspects. Like, no. we have one art teacher in my school, and he is an artist. He's a fantastic artist. He can seriously draw anything. And he's the guy who shows up with the the wrinkled button-down and the torn up jeans, and he's got a ponytail and a, and a ratty beard, and he's just very comfortable and in himself. But... So you would automatically make the assumption, or a lot of people would make the assumption that he's just, oh, kids come in his class and just draw and he just has fun. No, he holds his students accountable. He talks to them about very accountable things. He's not the hippie you think he is. He drives a truck. He takes care of his property. You would assume some people would make the assumption, oh, he's got to be gay. He's not. The assumptions run so deep (laughs) and the stereotypes (laughs) run so deep across the board. Like Mike, you alluded to, oh, you're a male teacher. You've got to be the authoritarian. And some of these, like I said, might be the case, but that doesn't mean they automatically are true.
2: Yeah, it is. It's tough sometimes. And, And this is not putting anyone specific on blast, but I don't know if you gentlemen have had this experience, but because of those stereotypes, especially when I tell parents or I tell others what I do in terms of the subject, listen, I admit math is not the funnest subject to teach. I know a lot of people don't like it, and that is okay with me. However, if I tell you I'm the math teacher, I need you to at least respect me a little bit. And I've gotten p- parents that are disappointed that I am. I'm like, what do you mean I'm disappointed? I'm like, do you want if it if you want, you could sit in my class and I can show you that I know what I'm doing. I'm just like, come on now. I was like, listen, because most of my math teachers. And again, this is not a knock on anybody, but most of my math teachers in middle and high school were all white. And most of them were actually female. Shout out to all my teachers that put up with me. I know I wasn't the best student, but y'all put me through and you made me understand math. So shout out to my teachers. But that's been one of my frustrations this year. I get it. I really do. You were expecting me to be something else, especially with all the new students we got this year but I need you to trust me that I know what I'm doing just because I don't look to the expectations that you were expecting. I can still do a capable job of teaching your child math. And I try to make it fun because I find math boring and I teach it for a living. (laughs) I have to present it. I have to present it in a way that they're going to like. So like, for instance, I'm working with fractions for my sixth grade class. And in order to get them to understand the concept of division with fractions, I brought in a bunch of candy bars and I had them practice with it. It It's like, you take this amount, you divide it into this amount. Notice that this pattern gives you a larger sum than what you originally started with. I have to present it in a way. And I think the kids like it, but I need you to trust the process here. Just trust me and give me a little bit of respect, please. Don't undermine what I'm doing. That's all.
1: Yeah, I think that's a key, though. I think you hit on something really key. The lack of trust in teachers has just in a lot of ways, it's gone away, man. There are still a lot of people that respect teachers and are in teacher's corners, but that number's small compared to the amount of people that expect that we don't know what we're doing, that we're not qualified to teach, or that we're indoctrinating their kids, or whatever you want to throw in there. There, There's just a lack of trust in the the teacher who's supposed to be the expert in the room.
3: Where was this where's the love that we got 2 years ago when teachers were when people were going, "Oh my god, how do teachers do all this? You guys are amazing. You're the national heroes." Oh, we're singing our praise. Now, 2 yeah. years afterwards, we're indoctrinating.
1: Yeah, and you couldn't handle your one child, but you're like, "You guys handle 30 or 40 in a classroom or whatever." We don't know how that, they
0: do this. You have it's, one fucking kid. Yeah, you and it's a little
3: Johnny to do 15 minutes of an assignment and we're sitting there running 45 minutes at a time with 30 yeah. plus kids each dealing with each one of their little issues. Trust me, we don't have the time to indoctrinate them if we wanted
1: to. <laughs> nope. Yeah. We don't. But that's another one of those stereotypes that has become based on a false narrative now it's a national stereotype yeah. and it's an assumption made. And you don't even have to, you don't even get the opportunity to present your case anymore. You're a teacher, you're indoctrinating. Yeah. Like, what? I mean, how many times just have, just...
3: as teachers we've gotten, especially the history, do you teach history or do you teach the real history?
0: Oh, oh my gosh. God. Oh my God. If I hear someone tell me one more time, do you teach the real history? I'm going to put you through a fucking plate glass window. Yeah. Oh, that's... Because what but, you know, is the real history that we are leaving out? Okay, let's think about that for a second. What is it? What is it that these parents are wanting us to teach? They don't I even know the, know the fucking answer we'll be... to
3: that. Exactly. They sit there and go, oh, what are we leaving? might be able to believe that we could get away with that. If, we, if there's this giant conspiracy. Yeah. Back in pre-internet days, But in the days of where you have access to this little device that gives you connectivity to every bit of information in the world, and there's so much out there, and you're going to tell me that little Johnny and Susie are just sitting there, please teach us this indoctrination. We're not going to challenge anything. That doesn't sound a legit... The minute you make a simple mistake as a teacher misspell a word on the board and let your kids be all over you
1: oh yeah oh yeah but oh
3: don't think that you, you're gonna spout a not even a false fact just a little wrong fact kids are so quick to sit there and jump on you which i want them to i want them to go hey you screwed up on that i'm like all right yeah, cool. what did i screw exactly. up on oh shoot okay what i meant but this is i screwed up this whatever reason
0: what I meant to actually say was a plus b equals c instead of a plus c equals b. My bad. Oop, my bad.
3: Yeah. Simple
0: correction versus
3: there's this guy in Germany. He wasn't that bad of a guy. No, Nobody, nobody's doing that. Shiza.
0: Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Let's talk about that guy for a second here. That got brought up in my ancient history class. Don't ask why. Don't. Just, because we're old. So 1940s should be considered ancient.
3: <laughs> Do the math real quick, bud. I
0: don't know. Let's think about that for a second. But I had a kid go. So. Can you actually, beyond, you, with a straight face, tell me that the Nazi party was actually a good thing? I said, before Hitler? Yes. Before Hitler, it was a party that was brought together to help the laborers' union in Germany. And then Hitler came in and said, <laughs> no, we're going to change it. But what the kids heard
3: right there, Nazis, good. Yeah, Nazis that's all good.
0: they heard. That's yep. what they heard that's you That's all they heard. Yep. So I got about 15 emails about that one. I'm like, you're old enough to do your research to know better. Shut up. Yeah. yeah.
3: But like it, I'll bring up as right. an orator, as somebody who can speak and rally people. He's top two, five, sorry. Yeah. I was Makes like, a great order. shit, but you have to pr-. I usually go right and said, Don't be thinking that Mr. Ward automatically is saying this. I said, No. He knew what to say and how to get the people. That is it. That a Crazy. He knew how to say what the people wanted to say
0: still no Winston Churchill though.
3: And with that, you can speak a lot when you're on brandy and have AC Miles writing most of your speeches.
1: When the history teachers start going <laughs> tit for tat.
3: No,
2: the math and the English teacher are just watching with popcorn. <laughs> I wasn't going to say Enjoy. nothing about the brandy. <laughs> and Chad, I can't even imagine like I feel for cuz I feel for a lot of English and language arts teachers, especially in certain places that they have to go through their classroom libraries with the books that they Give oh, yeah, my god! It's a nightmare. What Oof. the fuck is a classroom library? You can't have shit anymore, man. In, the amount of books
1: that I see. Oh, sorry, Jack. Go ahead. Yeah, I just there. We have board members that are actually coming into the libraries and taking books off the shelf. You don't have the authority to do that. But who's going to challenge
0: that, them? Is that book actually been removed from curriculum? No. Then put it down, no, asshole.
1: We don't like this book because. And you know, as a parent, I may have certain issues with a book. And that's handled very simply. A communication with the teacher. Hey, what's the purpose of this book? Why are we teaching it? What's going on with it? This content kind of concerns me. Okay, let's address those concerns. Now, if we can't reconcile those concerns, great. Here's what I need your student to learn. All right, it's not about the content. I need them to learn the following things. Here's another book that does the same things. Or if you could if bring one to me, we can have a conversation. But nobody wants to have the conversation. You know how many times that's happened in my career? Never. Not once. Mm-hmm. You know what happens? I get called on the carpet. You're teaching a one-sided... You're teaching one-sided. Yes. Because my job right now is to teach argument. Which means I'm not going to present somebody who got up on stage and said, it could be this or it could be that. Because that's pitiful rhetoric. Yes. I'm presenting this. Now, if you'd have left me alone we'd have got to the other side and presented counter arguments because it's almost like I have a degree in rhetoric and you have a degree in fuck you.
0: Wait, where can I get a good degree in fuck you? That sounds like a really good degree. I could point but you in the right direction. I could point you in the right direction. It's all right. Excellent. <laughs>
3: There's advanced
1: fuckery. <laughs> there is indeed. <laughs> and it's never. Why does it? Like, in Siri, it's never duck. Okay. It is never fucking duck.
0: Damn autocorrect! It's, I'm why never studying anything. Fucking auto or advanced fuckery. That sounds like something you'd see at Hogwarts. I don't want to duck off. No, I'm sorry, duck you. <laughs> it's really bad in America when a book about burning and banning books has been banned. Oh my! Look, I, I okay. Ray Bradbury, love
1: you. Predicted this moment, and we all grew up being exposed to Bradbury and think, yeah, this is bad. But here's the thing: book burning has been going on for centuries. It's never oh God, not yeah. happened. Book banning has never not happened. But now it's... And that's really the thing. The internet has made it seem like... And really social media has made it seem like this, everything is new. There's nothing new, man. All this shit was going on in the 90s. It was going on in the 80s. It's been going on forever. Just, they learned nothing
3: just, from Footloose.
1: That's what we need to do. We just need to... just National Footloose Day. Just put the movie on. Hey, show. Shut the fuck up and watch.
2: But is that the original, not the god awful
3: remake? We're talking original. We're talking Kevin Baker. Yeah, don't, that's don't really don't obviously. Of.
2: Listen, yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't uh, speak they, about they the started, modern. Oh,
3: we're doing it yeah. for the best of everybody. And next thing they're just sitting there trying to torch anything that offended somebody. I have to sit there and argue the use or just having it in my library, D Mouse. People are offended because there's a girl who commits suicide in there. Right. I don't care. They're like, oh, my God, that's too much. You know why she committed suicide in that book? Do you know what was going on? No, you just said,
0: oh, bad. Take it away. Yeah, we heard the word unalive. Nope. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like Alexis Sherman. Okay. Very prominent Native American author from the Pacific Northwest here in his book. I can't remember the whole title, but of a part time Indian. Oh, we're taking this off the shelves because it's offensive. It talks about drinking liquor and fucking and all this other shit. What do you think lives on the reservations have been like? So you yeah. are silencing a minority who is talking about what life on was like because of the white man. Let's let, yeah, let's silence him even fucking farther. But Way to go, parents.
1: But I think you hit on something there. We don't talk about Fight Club, but really the reality is: look at the books that are being taken off the shelves. Most of them are marginalized. Not all. Because you got Bradbury being removed from the shelves and things like that. Or Lord
0: of the Flies.
1: Lord of the Flies. Yeah. But its I was told at one point, (laughs) because we had a student draw something in response to reading a text and it was like he drew a murder. Nobody focuses on the fact that his artwork was there and they did all the stuff. They counseled with the kid. They talked to the kid and he's like, I have nothing going on in my life. I'm drawing what I saw. I'm not suicidal. I'm not homicidal. None of that stuff.
0: Everybody was we safe.
1: This was just in the book. Yeah, Everything was good. We were temporarily banned from anything where a character died. Suicide was mentioned. Drunkenness. You, you name it. And I was like, you've just cut off all of American literature. It's- Every fucking book, you've just cut them off. And I didn't stand for it. I said, absolutely not. This censorship is not going to fly. We're no. going to read literature. They're on the approved district list. I'm going to read them.
0: That's the way it is. I'm just sick of the narrative that we are only teaching what we want to teach. Number one, no, as you just said, district approved curriculum lists. Hi. Yes. People who haven't been in the classroom in over 30 years telling us what we can teach. Yeah. But then you get the ones they are trying to erase the negative white culture from everything we teach. That's why we're not allowed to talk really at length about Nazi Germany in our U.S. history books when they get to there. That's why we're not allowed to... We don't really talk about Julius Caesar, even though he's not white, he's Mediterranean. We don't talk about Caligula. We don't talk about when we get to the United States. We don't talk about... He's important, but he was a really bad man. But I guess we don't talk about the Jim Crow South. We don't talk about they just pulled To Kill a Mockingbird out of our fucking district.
2: That blows my mind. I'm like, Are bruh. Are fucking <laughs>
0: serious? To Kill a Mockingbird is kill a fucking mockingbird they pulled it yeah. out and people are rioting downtown i was
2: like what is happening
0: <laughs> people are like protesting in downtown seattle because they turned it into a fucking play good on them but people are protesting. this is racist this is racist you're fucking dumb it's it's
1: mind-blowing to me that some people won't just come out and admit what they really want to say and what they really that they're believe they're dumb among other things, it's they've never read it
3: other than they see that there's N words pops up one time racist.
1: Yeah, exactly. You realize yeah. what This is
3: talking about put it
1: on
2: put them on blast.
1: Exactly. OK, let's go back to one of the greatest satirical writers of all time. And it's important that I announce him as the satirical writer, Mark Twain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huck Finn, Tom Sawyer, they've been banned and banned and banned because of the N-word. And you get a person in a room and you say, do you think this is a racist? He says the N-word. Have you read the book? No, it's racist because he says the N-word. Do you know why? Do you know why?
0: Uh, no, because it's, just, he's, it's the N-word.
1: He's a satirical writer trying to expose the horrifying the horrifying truths of slavery and the way people are... He is exposing the truth and that's mostly what Mark Twain did. He did the same thing with the church. He did the same thing with just America in general. And so you've got this slave escaped going down a river, a white kid who thinks everything about slavery is fine. This is just the way it is, but they build a relationship together and Huck's mindset changes.
0: And by the way, sorry, one of the most well-developed Slave characters to have ever been in yeah. a novel. Sorry, it's, it,
1: Tarantino puts out Django Django Unchained, and everybody's pissed off because you have all these white people in the slavery in the antebellum South using the N word. Key and Peele said it best. Accurate. You can't de- you, you can't depict history without depicting history. Look, man, face the truth. It's oh. bloody. It's dirty. Yes.
3: History is ugly and it should be. We need to study the ugly. If history is pretty, what are we learning? Well, I, we were talking of we just finished, we're finishing up, excuse me, progressive era right now. And I brought up the creation of NAACP. These kids has never even heard of this organization that is still active today. And so when I explained... National American Association of Advancement of Colored People. They're like, oh, you said colored people. They were offended. They don't care what this organization was attempting to do or did or does. They heard and then they stopped.
0: You said the word color. It I can't stand it. It's the,
3: the United Negro College Fund.
0: Oh, God, oh Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Lord. And then nowadays, what are we supposed to call students who are, who are colored, who are people that they have a different skin type than the majority, not even the majority of the United States anymore. We're supposed to call them POCs. We're supposed to put an acronym to them. Marginalize even further by grouping all of them together
3: in one set. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. Which C?
3: you can see my, are you talking? Oh, Oh, I got this one.
0: Put him in coach. Put him in
2: coach. Tag me in. Tag me in. Okay. so here's the thing. It sucks that I have to put a disclaimer out there, but let me just put this as a preface that my opinions and the things that I'm about to say do not speak on the entirety of my peoples. But here's how I feel about the whole thing. So I previously mentioned, and this goes back to a previous episode. Hey, we're doing callbacks now. That's great. Where I explained why I don't like the term Hispanic and I prefer to use Latino. Or in this case, Latin X, whatever. But the point being is that just call me as it is. You could call me Latino or if you know specifically, you could say I'm Mexican. You could say I'm Puerto Rican because therefore that's exactly what I am. What I don't like, I was just like, I'm just, can we just call me Mikey? Can we just call me Mr. Luke Willow? That's, I'm a person, not a sh. Ch- box to be checked off of and if we really want to get into it the only reason that most of these things that we have to fill out now about our ethnicity and race is why because the powers that be when these things were created and again not saying all but the majority of the population during that time white people that were in power needed a way in order to segregate everybody into specific boxes i'm like and I hate the saying this. I hate when people's it's weird because people are like, you can't just say you're a person. I'm like, but I am. I'm like, I bleed the same. I breathe the same air. The quality might be different depending on where you live.
0: Job, California. Attaboy, Barbara. Coa. The easiest way that I'd explain, like, my kids are so dumb sometimes. I love them to death, but they are just dumber than a box of fucking rocks. Why, why is skin color different? Like, why are people in Africa so much darker? And it said one word melanin number one science now i said i'm not a science teacher by any means but let me go ahead and just absolutely blow your mind people who are closer to the sun for extended periods of time their skin blossoms with melanin and that is a pigmentation altering chemical in your system so people who have lived closer to the equator for their entire life They have an excess of melanin. And people like me, whose family grew up by the fucking Arctic Circle, who are basically clear, we have a deficit of melanin.
3: I I actually had a conversation with my kids about this.
0: Just don't be the basic pumpkin spice latte drinking person who's, oh my God, I can't get my level five tan today. Because that's what they're doing. They're tanning to change to up the melanin in their system. It's just like... Things turn green because of photosynthesis because of the sun, and when there is no sun, what happens? It turns dead and brown and a completely different color. Not to <laughs> saying that brown is dead. Sorry, wow, that came out really <laughs> fucked up. I saw Mike's look like, Hold on,
2: oh, yeah, I don't even. It, it baffles my mind and it frustrates me too. I look at people, they're like, Oh, I need to get darker. I'm like, Why? I was like, listen, I understand that you might be jar, you might be paler than a jar of mayonnaise out here. Like, I get that. Sure, why not? But and I don't even know if anyone's ready for this conversation yet. The underlying prejudice and racism that comes from the statements that some of these people make, I was like, why do you want to be darker? Do you know what it means to be a darker complexion, not just in this country, but across the world in general? I'm like, do you know the cultural Socioeconomical and historical implications from that sentence. No, and I hate to be that person as the only melanin person on this podcast. Love you guys. We you guys all have great. melanin. It's yes, just yes. Some deficit. of us have more than yes. others. <laughs> no, deficit versus
0: surplus. I left nine <laughs> at the airport. <laughs> but
2: the point I'm making is that, and it goes back to people aren't trying to educate themselves because we lived in this fucking microwave, fast food mindset of information and how people want people to be educated. I was like, no, you have to learn the history and the context behind everything that is being taught or everything. But no, people don't want to take the time to do that. They want it quick and fast. And it frustrates me i got to turn my TV no,
3: on. it's true. It, re- it is true that we, that in society, it's the people that want to go get tanned, you do you. If you want to be because you think it looks prettier, that's fine. I think it helps normalize seeing color so it's not such a shocking event to it. We, I love the idea. This is When I look at this, I love the idea. If we were to step outside the United States, half the problems we have Laughed at because there are so much bigger things out there when it comes to legit problems. It's not to diminish the issues within the United States. It's not. I'm not trying to diminish it. When you go across and you've got people that are actually being murdered. Now, not in the get our history for the way they pray. The way that they look, the open street, we've got this issue that we could propagate it. And I'm just, I just need to take a look and see what the actual, like, real issues with the world going on. Ah, sorry. I'm gonna get on the soapbox here. And it's, it just aggravates me to see people that wanna sit there and argue about somebody. Who is appropriation versus actual, legit issues that people mm-hmm. are suffering with. Is the way, oh, you can't have that because that's... it was like, really? That's the hill you're going to go sit there and battle on? You're not going to negate that we've got real issues going on with a marginalized portion of society. That's what you're focusing on. That's the hill.